Today, we're uh, excited again to be back with Second Brain Podcast. We'll always remember Second Brain Podcast, but really, what's important, Rosie? Two brains are better than one. Yeah, that's for sure. Hey, last time we had this uh, fun time talking about the direction of healthcare. And today, what I thought we would do and what we want to do is this we're going to kind of zero in a little bit and talk about the direction of healthcare with a, something that's on our hearts and something that we really uh, um, work with and are concerned about and trying to give information for, and that's the autism spectrum disorder. Yes. Um, Rosie, ASD, talk a little ADHD. bit about what's going on there specifically with where the direction of that's all going. Um, okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and, and give you some facts here um, from the book How to End the Autism Epidemic by J.B. Handley. came out just a few months ago. Yeah, sure. Um, a few mm-hmm. months ago, but he gives some great facts here on the um, increase in autism. So the graph goes from 1970 um, all the way to 2018. So back in 1970, one in 10,000 children were diagnosed with autism. They did another study or another um, uh, research there on, in 1985 where one in 2,500 children one were diagnosed. One in 2,500. That's 2,500. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 15 years later, an increase. No, yes, an increase there. Okay. Um, back in 1995, one in 500. So just 10 years later, mm-hmm. one in 500 children were diagnosed. 2001, one in 250. 2004, one in 166, 2009, one in 110, 2012, one in 68, 2016, one in 45, and in 2018, one in 36. One in 36. So I'm just going to go back a ways. One in 2,500, now one in 36. Incredible in, in mm-hmm. not very long period of time, really. So that's one of the reasons that we have a, a heart for and a mission for is developing uh, programs for children with autism spectrum disorder. So mm-hmm. um, what we're going to do is just kind of uh, skim over the top of some some direction of what what can happen as we look at taking care of autism spectrum disorder, some things that we can do. Um, we have a very specific protocol, and we're not going to mm-hmm. dive into it real deep, uh, but we're going to just do a skim over. And the very first thing that we talk about that we feel is important is the test. And let's talk about a couple of tests. I know one of the tests uh, that's important for you is the the test that we do for food sensitivities. Talk about that a little yes, bit. Yes, the IgG test. We, we've talked about this before, um, mm-hmm. but the IgG test is, is very important because it's going to detect any food sensitivities. Um, so a lot of these children are consuming foods that actually are doing more harm than good. And these are foods that we would think would be mm-hmm. good or healthful foods. So foods like spinach or certain fruits. Um, so we really want to be sure that we are determining what foods are causing a, an inflammatory response or an effect um, for the child. Um, mm-hmm. Also, it also shows a level of candida on the IgG test, which we know is um, something that um, a child with autism or ADHD, they really have an overgrowth of candida. So it was one of the reasons why their gut function is, is so off. It is. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Almost every article or book, in fact, I'm looking at a book, it's probably not on camera, but Nourishing Hope 
for autism. I can just see it on the counter mm-hmm. over there. We, we were reading all the time about it. And almost every article you read about it, somewhere along the line, they'll talk about candida as an mm-hmm. important issue. And so we test for that. That's one of the many, many tests that we do along with, along with other tests. But it's really important to get a baseline because all of our programs are food-based. In other words, um, mom and dad have to have a program and it has to be food-based to help them out. And you'd be surprised um, when we do food sensitivities, they... They think, oh gosh, if I eat spinach, that's good. Or if I eat a dark, this dark green leafy vegetable, when in actuality, mm-hmm. that might be the trigger food that's creating all kinds of problems. Right. So it's just one of the things that we do. Um, another testing thing that's, uh, that we find uh, really, really important is uh, looking at chemicals. And the big one there is glyphosate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've done a couple of... Um, um, podcast about it before specifically, but boy, we just see that all the time. And when we see that happen, Rosie, talk about what happens to the gut as a result of, of glyphosate being in the gut. Oh the my gosh, thing. it just ravages it. I mean, even if you had a, a healthy gut, um, a gut that was not leaky, it was functioning properly, it just goes in and it's literally it's like an incision into the gut or it's a zipper and, mm-hmm. and it just leaves them wide open. And so, one thing that has come with this autism epidemic is that it's it's led us to really uncover the level of toxicity or the amount of toxins that we are subjected to every day mm-hmm. every day you know i i heard this not too long ago it was a radio program they were talking about oh glyphosate's not that big a deal do you know how much glyphosate you have to ingest to cause a problem and uh I would assume you'd probably have to ingest a lot of glyphosate Mm -hmm. to cause a specific problem. But if you add A plus B plus C plus Mm -hmm. D with all the chemicals, that's just one more piece. And so to think that that's the only toxic chemical that um, autism spectrum disorder children have been exposed to, you'd be wrong. In fact, all of us have been exposed Mm -hmm. to. So testing becomes very important because it gives us a baseline from which to work. And then the next thing that we do um, after we kind of have all the testing put together and we have a program, a food program put together, uh, then we start this next thing called de... Detoxification. Yeah, it's a big, big thing that we have to. We have to get rid of some of those toxins. Mm -hmm. Talk about why our detoxification program is a little bit different than, say, other detoxification programs. well, it's a cellular detoxification, and, and I know that that can be a scary word, especially for a parent with a child who's who has um, ADHD or ASD, you know, because they're already struggling so much. But I would like for everyone to feel more comfortable with it because we are, actually our bodies are designed to detoxify. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing is with ASD and ADHD, um, but more so with ASD is that the body is not functioning properly in that realm. So it can't detoxify. It, it cannot detoxify mm-hmm. itself. And that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why they have so many of the symptoms that they have neurologically and um, digestive. Well, um, so disorders. here we go back to the testing that we did. Um, if a child already can't detoxify and then we add all of these chemicals, glyphosate mm-hmm. or whatever oh. all the chemicals are, they're not able to quote like a normal liver detoxify those things, mm-hmm. which by the way, I'm not sure there's a lot of normal livers left in the world, but <laughs> right. from a detoxification standpoint, but the big thing there is this whole thing called sulfation and I'm not going to get a bunch of chemistry going on, but we find a lot of children with attention deficit disorder and, um, 
all of those other issues there, they cannot sulfate really well. And mm-hmm. sulfation is the key to detoxification. So you have to really get that cell detoxified. And that's really, really important. To so do. one of the reasons why we do it is because we know that the child or the children are, are not detoxifying mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. And so it's very gentle. It's a cellular detoxification. So not just liver, not just gallbladder. It's all the way down to mm-hmm. the cell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big thing. I know um, what we make a big point about that because a lot of parents ask, oh, is it safe for my little kid? Yes, it is. It's it's perfectly mm-hmm. safe if done right. So we so we've got some testing done. We've done some detoxification. Next thing uh, that we're concerned about is what, Rosie? The gut. The gut. Yeah, we got to repair the gut. We we have to get rid of the toxins in the gut. Mm-hmm. We got to repair the gut. Um, rebuild. It, plant rebuild. the garden. Real, real. Replant the mm-hmm. garden. That's really important. Um, not to spend a lot of time on that. But um, that's very, very important to do to make sure that the, the leaky gut is taken care of. Mm-hmm. The research tells us if the gut's leaky, the, the brain, brain is, is leaky. leaky. And man, the last thing a, a attention deficit disorder or a spectrum disorder child wants to have is a gut that just cannot yeah. hold off the toxins that are going on. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing um, that's really important is this thing called maintenance. Um, I think a lot of times people say, hey, you know what, can I be done in a week or two and or, uh, in three months? And that's just not the case. You have to maintain what's going on there. Yeah, because you've done a lot of hard work here. Mm-hmm. You, you've done a lot of hard work and you've laid a really solid foundation. Your child has come such a long way that to just say, okay, yeah, thank you. That's it. You know, we're done now. It's, it's just an ongoing process. You want to make sure that you are giving the system, the gut, everything it needs to sustain Mm-hmm. over time yeah hey the last thing that i'm going to talk about um, in fact we just had this discussion this morning and uh, something that we're realizing when we take care of children on the, on the autism spectrum disorder is what we're trying to do or what our goal is is to help them be healthy but not necessarily to change who they are Talk about that, Rosie. One thing, and, and, and I've said this time and time again, one thing that really stands out to me when we see um, a child with autism is how loving they are. Mm-hmm. They are just so loving. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, just humanity in its truest form. Mm-hmm. And we're not here to change them, to change who they are because they're special beings and they're, they, mm-hmm. they, like I said earlier, that we've come to realize so many things about our, our world through them. Mm-hmm. And as we work together to change these things, the goal is to not change them, just to make them as healthy or help them be as healthy as they mm-hmm. can be because they are suffering. They're, they're suffering, they're hurting, their guts are hurting, um, they, their joints might be hurting, but we're not necessarily going to change that who they are in fact one of our uh, people that we've listened to a lot and talked to a lot is zach bush and he he even says they're angels among us Mm -hmm. and we we have to really think that through that that's who they are um um, i know i'll just use a personal experience i'm a kind of like uh walk into people's spaces a little bit closer than oftentimes <laughs> I should like oop, I'm like oop, back up a little bit and um, that's the way a lot of autism spectrum kids are they walk right into your space and see some people go, well that's not right to do that's mm-hmm. no that's that's who they are that's the person that they are that's the person they want to be they like that close intimate contact with people mm-hmm. so we're not here to change that we're here to help them be everything that they can be mm-hmm. including those types of characteristics 
So it's pretty, yes, pretty, whatever yeah. makes them them. Yeah. As I, I was talking to Dr. Anderson earlier. I watched a TED talk this morning about a woman who was an occupational therapist working with a particular child, and it was against the rules for him to flail his arms, jump up and down, spin around, or laugh. That was not allowed. Those are actions he should not be displaying. And those that's just who he was. They were trying to make him like any other child mm-hmm. or uh, what mm-hmm. they were perceived as a normal child. Mm-hmm. And why would you want someone to not laugh? Yeah. Or to be expressive or to be... To not play. Yeah, exactly. It makes no sense to mm-hmm. me. So That always reminds me, uh, I, as, as I've studied this more, I always think of myself sometimes personally, they would have... They would have, whoever would have drugged me to death when I was eight years old. <laughs> the last thing I wanted to do is be like sitting like that. I wanted to experience the world. And so just yeah. to kind of close that up, we understand that those children are unique. They're beautiful. Uh, they're the angels among us. We just want them to be as healthy as they possibly can be and, and be mm-hmm. uh, live a life that's full because they're not having to, to deal with the gut and the brain mm-hmm. that's just not connecting the way that the way that it should, that it could be right so, yeah. so so if you have a child or you know of a child that is possibly not sleeping they are experiencing pain they are having aggression they're on the spectrum or they have adhd there's a reason as to that so we work mm-hmm. on the gut we work with detoxification implementing the right foods all put all those key pieces together and you see yeah, a lot of those symptoms really take care change. of themselves. That's it. Yeah, especially the gut and the bowel and all of that working properly. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty amazing. So um, that's the big thing today that we want to talk about was as healthcare is moving in a different direction. What's happening to that huge population? I mean, Rosie just mentioned it. Look how f- that population is growing almost daily, especially daily. yearly. And yeah. so providing answers and solutions to their problem is really important. So, so, so the process that Dr. Anderson um, and I just went over um, those four steps is something that Dr. Anderson actually designed and put mm-hmm. together. Yeah. What's it called, Dr. Anderson? It's called the four-step blueprint to the second brain. Yeah, it's a four-step, very specific process to help those children. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we spent a lot of time thinking it through, talking it through, uh, spent a lot of time reading about it and understanding about it. In fact, uh, um, that's kind of how I started years ago. I started I think I'm going to help people with their gut. I didn't even know what I was doing. I just knew. <laughs> I just knew that that was about. I had no clue. Who would have thought? Yeah, You'd I would so have thought, man, you know, let's try some enzymes or whatever. <laughs> I didn't even know what I was doing. I just knew everybody had a gut problem. And then when you really stop to think about it now, um, the research is just showing us incredible changes when the gut gets fixed. Um, in fact, we'll maybe have some topics like that coming up in the future: the gut brain or the brain gut connection. Mm-hmm. Um, emotion, depression. I mean, I could go on and on and on about what's going on there, mm-hmm. but especially with our topic today, if you don't really get down and, and address those gut issues, it's really difficult yeah. to, to, to make some changes. So, We're excited to, to help people with this. Yeah, we, we have a passion for it. We're, we're here to help people. We're here to answer those questions. Um, you can contact us. Uh, check us out where Rosie on Instagram Instagram on Instagram or um, like us on Facebook share with Mm -hmm. your family and friends great all right so hey look forward to uh, our next podcast we Mm -hmm. got some exciting we're gonna probably brush into a topic that's pretty a hot topic probably in our next podcast oh yes (laughs) stay tuned yeah stay tuned it's gonna be you're either gonna love us or you're gonna hate us (laughs) 
is, it could be both go both ways there. But we're gonna walk into a topic that's uh, everywhere out there. And we think for those of you out there that already figured it out, you know, stay tuned. It'll be a fun yeah. topic to talk about. So, all right. Thank you. Uh, thanks for stopping by.